0: Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. This series change my mind is based off of these two verses of scripture. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 reads this way. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, fellow Christians, in view of God's mercy, and God's mercy was explained in chapters 1 through 11, We're saved by grace through faith. It's absolutely amazing. So since God did all this for us, he's saying this is what you guys, we should do, and this is the posture we should take. And he goes on and says, Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and your proper worship. The foundation of all worship is a surrendered life, and that's all he's talking about here, surrendering our life. And this is for us, not for God because the next verse is what happens when we surrender our life. Listen to verse two. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. This world's trying to form our belief system. He says, break loose from it. How do you break loose from it? Well, he says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And as you and I hear the Bible taught, we read the Bible, we listen to an audio version, we grab scriptures and we meditate on them, read them in the morning, afternoon, night. Some of those key scriptures like we talked about last week, it literally renews our mind. It pushes out the wrong thinking, brings in the right thinking, and what does that do for you and I? It transforms us. And remember, the Greek word transform is the Greek word metamorpho. We derive our English word metamorphosis from it, and it just means to be changed from one thing to another, caterpillar to butterfly, and what does it translate for you and I? Guys, it's the most amazing thing ever. It brings peace into our life when our world's falling apart, joy into our life when we have no joy. It gives us purpose, and it frees us from any area of our life where we're in bondage. So that's what transformation is all about, and it comes as we renew our minds. So I ask myself, What subjects should I deal with? And I came up with three. This is the third one in this series, our final one. This one is kind of like a thing in Christianity that I see Christians being confused about. And so I'm really excited about teaching it. I titled it, Our Reward, referring to the rewards that we receive as we live our Christian lives, full blast, for God. And there's a lot of controversy about what I'm about to teach out there, and that's why I'm going to teach it. I'm going to open up with a story. I was in a store recently, and I had this guy walk up to me. He said, are you Pastor Joe? And I said, yeah, I am. And I said, what's your name? And he told me, and and then he said, I watch your TV show. I said, that's awesome. And then I said, tell me a little bit about yourself. And instead of doing that, he said, I don't agree with a lot of things you teach which is no problem. That didn't bother me a bit. I said, that's okay. I said, but tell me a little bit more about yourself. He says, one of them specifically. <laughs> so it's like we were going to talk about it, and that's okay. So he said, I don't agree with this rewards thing that you teach, and I believe once we accept Christ, uh, we, all, we all receive the same thing, and it's our inheritance. I said, well, you're half right, because our inheritance is by birth. It's by accepting Jesus. You can't work for inheritance. If you were to ask me, what's our inheritance? I would say just in an overview, it's eternal life. It's heaven. It's God. I even believe it's our mansions. It's just things we receive just because we accepted Jesus. But I went on to tell him rewards are what God pays us or rewards us for our efforts as we live for as Christians, and he said, oh, that's all works mentality, and I said, well, I don't believe it is, and we got to talking, and and then something had come to me um, in another conversation before this one, and so I dropped it on him, it was a similar conversation, and I said, so you're telling me God is a socialist, and and that, (laughs) that got him, it got him, and he said, no, I'm not saying God's a socialist, I said, yeah, you're saying God's a socialist, he said, no, I'm not. I said, well, kind of you are. Listen, and I, and I use these terms loosely, but um, in a socialistic country, right, no matter what you do, you're all paid the same, right? And then if someone maybe becomes a doctor or gets extra schooling or they're on high supervision, maybe they make 20000 more a year than the average person, but there's a lid. There's just always a lid. And I said, I kind of think, and I use the term loosely, God's more of a capitalist, you know, and I know capitalism isn't perfected in America, but I like the whole philosophy because here's how it works you're rewarded for your risk, you're rewarded for your effort. And I kind of see God that way, you know. And so we had a nice little debate. I didn't change his mind, he didn't change my mind, but I'm going to do my best today to help you see the difference. And if anybody listening right now has a works mentality, I'm gonna do my best to help take you out of it. So here's my big idea for this lesson. This is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever, and it just goes like this. We are redeemed by his work and rewarded by our works. There's a huge difference. And redeemed by his work is We receive an inheritance for believing in Jesus. We can't work for it. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I want to give you my story now. I grew up believing that I could not go to heaven unless my good works outweighed my bad works. So I'm kind of using a scale, right? So my good works had to outweigh my bad works. And if my bad works outweighed my good works, I couldn't go to heaven. And I was about 15, 16, and I got to the place where I said, there's no way I'm going to ever catch up. My bad works. I, I'm not going to catch up. And, he, and even if I could, I don't want to. I like doing bad things. And so <laughs> that was my attitude. And so I stopped following God. I just thought, if this is how it works, I'm never going to do enough good things. I don't even want to do good things. And I just walked away from God. Then you know the story. 19, guy came and shared Jesus with me for about three months. Finally, I accepted Christ. And that's when... I was blown away, because that's when I realized, I can't work my way to heaven, it's a free gift, and I was so excited, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to heaven because I believed, but then I brought that works attitude into my Christianity as a born-again Christian, and here's how it came in, here's how it's translated. I started to think, if I don't read my Bible enough, God's not gonna love me. If I don't pray enough, God's not gonna love me. If I don't share Jesus enough, God's not gonna love me, and I started to think I have to work for his love. I know I'm going to heaven, but I have to work for his love, and that really wasn't a good thing, and it wasn't a place to be in God, and then I had my eyes open to what I'm going to teach you today, and I realized, you know what? If you accepted Jesus, he loves you, whether you ever do anything for him or not. You cannot earn the love of god it's part of your inheritance he loves us no matter what we do the idea of rewards is it just makes common sense if you work hard for god it's nice to know hey he's a just god he's going to reward you for what you do but if you decide not to you still go to heaven you, and he still loves you he loves you no matter what you do so whether i pray enough or not god loves me whether i read my bible or enough God loves me. Whether I put 100% effort into what I'm doing right now or I don't, God loves me. But He also rewards me as I decide to give it 100% and as you decide that. So I want to help open this up. I can honestly say, I'm being very transparent. I, I know God loves me no matter what I do, and I don't do things for His love. But I like the fact, and I think it's pretty fair that if I go full blast for God, there are some rewards waiting for me. I like that, you may be different, but it works for me and I believe the Bible teaches it. So, let's take a look at our salvation, our redemption. Just a couple simple scriptures, Ephesians 2.8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. That's your salvation. And you're gonna see the word works later on in a different way. It's just referring to our efforts. And you know what? God will reward your efforts, but your efforts will not bring you to heaven. You cannot work your way to heaven. Your inheritance is by birth. Listen to 1 Peter 1, 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Translated, if you've accepted Jesus, you have this living hope. Heaven's your future home. You have this great inheritance. Here's what the next verse says. Verse four, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, this inheritance is kept in heaven for you. I like that. I think we at all our campuses, I think we should just give it up and say, thank you, God, that we have heaven as our future home. Can we just give it up? Our inheritance (laughs) never going to spoil. It doesn't say you have to live a certain way to have it. It's absolutely amazing. So when I think of inheritance, my mom died in January 2017, my dad in August. And after my dad went to heaven, the will came out. And here's how it went with the will. My dad gave... We, there were six boys, six of us alive here on the earth, six sons. He gave us each one-sixth of his estate. That's how, that's, that's, that's how it works, but I got to thinking about it. Some of us called dad and mom more. Some of us <laughs> ran them around more, and it wasn't me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but some of us did more for them than others. I didn't want you to think I was saying I did, Some of us did way more than others. You know, do you need something at the grocery store? Can I run you here? Can I run you there? And I'm just, I work 60 plus hours a week, so I wasn't able to do a lot. But what was cool was this. It just didn't matter. It's not by works. It's by birth. And that's how inheritance is supposed to be. And that's what God's gonna do with each and every one of you. But here's what's just so cool. You do get rewarded with God for the effort you put forth. So i want to open up a really cool statement with you and just begin to talk about the reward side. And here's here's the statement. It goes like this. Jesus spoke a lot about rewarding us for our efforts and our endurance. And I wanna show you some scriptures, but let me say it to you this way. You can find this in Matthew, Mark, or Luke. Jesus said things like this. To everybody that believed in him, Jesus said, if you wanna be my disciple, so he's distinguishing between being just a Christian with an inheritance, or disciple, he said, "If you want to be my disciple, you have to love me more than anyone else on planet Earth." I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. Why is that important? Well, the one you love is the one you please, right? If it's between Jean and you, and I love all you guys, but if it's between Jean and you, I want to please her, right? I, I, I adore her, so that's just how it works. You love the one you please, and God didn't tell us not to love people on this earth—parents and children, grandchildren, mates. He just said, I want you to love me more because that's when we say that's the person I'm going to please. And so he said, you can't be my disciple unless you make a decision to love me more. The next thing he said is this. If you wanna be my disciple, you have to pick up your cross and follow me. So he's making a distinction, Christian, disciple. Picking up the cross just simply means this. The cross is a symbol of death. And it just simply means you and I are willing to say, I am dead to this world. And the most important thing in my life it's Jesus and I'm going to follow him. We still have to work our jobs and all those things, right? But it's an attitude. He says, that's how you become my disciple. So here's the question you have to ask. If a Christian decides, I'm not gonna love you more than anyone else and I'm not gonna pick up my cross and follow you, and a Christian decides I'm gonna do it, will they both go to heaven and receive exactly the same thing? They will as far as inheritance, but God rewards the person that makes a decision. You know, I don't care what goes on in this world. I don't care what slaps me in the face. I'm gonna just keep following Jesus. I'm gonna keep following Jesus. I'm gonna live for you. Whatever you've called me to do, I'm gonna do it. God rewards people that make those decisions. There's rewards, and I don't know what everyone is. He talks about different crowns, and I don't know what everything is. I, I, I just know there's rewards that are up there. So let's take a look at a couple of scriptures, guys. Here's the first one, Matthew five eleven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. So we know he's not talking to Old Testament Jewish people because they didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah. He's talking to us, his disciples, and then us in the future. He says, If you're persecuted, you're blessed. Why are you blessed? Listen to the next verse. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, two words, great. That Greek word is referring to volume and the opposite would be less. So he says you have a greater reward. And the word reward, that Greek word, we'll see it over and over now for the rest of this lesson. It literally means to be compensated for services rendered. And so he says, I will bless you greatly if you are persecuted for me. And it reminds me of Hebrews 11.35, which says some of the great men and women of faith, they refused to be delivered in this life because they were looking forward to a greater resurrection. So martyrs have greater rewards because they died for Jesus. And I always say that's a reward I choose not to have. So you may be like me. It's like, I, I don't need that one, Jesus. And so but I would do it if I had to. But I'm glad I don't. I'm glad I live in America, right? So it's something we don't have to do. But what he's saying is, I reward you. So I, I remember, remember in lesson one, I talked about my mom and dad. Uh, my mom used to send out about, about hundred uh, Christmas cards to friends and family, and that one year after they both accepted Christ, she wrote a little note, hey, Jim and I accepted Christ and we'd love you too. and I'm including this gospel pamphlet on how to go to heaven, and they put it in every card. Well, after that, I saw one of their their friends, a couple that they were really close friends with their whole life, and I saw them in a store, and I walked up, and I said, hey, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, how you doing? And here's what happened. I stretched my, my hand out. They gave me a dirty look, never said a word, but they walked away in disgust. And that hurt. But Lou, the guy that led me to the Lord, had taught me these scriptures. He was really into these scriptures. And, and, and I'd hurt for a minute, and then I thought, why, thank you, because <laughs> I have rewards, right? I have some rewards because of what just happened. Listen to this one. It's Matthew 10, 41, and it reads this way. If you welcome a prophet because he is a man of God, you will be given the same reward a prophet gets. So prophets receive rewards. And if, as we read on, we're going to do that. He's talking to Christians here. You'll see it real clearly in the next verse. But receiving a prophet would just mean back in Bible days, they would come to your town, no, no hotels or anything. You just let them stay at your house and you're welcoming them. You're helping them what they do, with what they do. And, and Jesus says, I'll give you the same reward they receive for the work they do at that time. Well, you can take the word prophet out. I believe we'd be very scriptural. It's a five-fold ministry gift. You could place the word pastor in there, and it can go like this. When you volunteer and you're part of the dream team, the same reward that I receive, you receive too. And I think that's absolutely amazing because this is not a one-man show. You guys know that, right? I mean, it's taking hundreds and hundreds of people to do what we do as a church, and every one is valuable. And God says, hey, if you help, he says, you're going to receive the same reward. Reward. I think that's pretty cool. Listen to the next verse. It goes like this, verse 42. And if any, and if, as my representatives, which we know now he's referring to Christians, right? You give even a cup of cold water to a little child, you will surely be rewarded. Same Greek word. What does it mean to give a cup of water to a child? It's just helping the helpless is all he's saying. And every time you guys help somebody that's helpless, here's what God's saying to you. I will reward you. He's a rewarder. And we'll see that more clearly in a moment. I want to read one more scripture that, that is Jesus speaking in the last book of the Bible, Revelations, chapter 22, verse 12, and it reads like this. Look, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. And some people, there's controversy here. They'll say he's talking about everybody and it's referring to heaven or hell if we accepted Jesus. But as I read the verses above and beneath this, and I encourage you to do that this week, um, he's talking to Christians and here's always saying, I'm gonna reward you for what you did and how you lived your life. Now, don't forget, it's really important. We are redeemed by his work and we're rewarded by ours. We all have an inheritance no matter what we do, and that's pretty exciting. We already celebrated that, right? But he also will reward us. So we wanna take a look at some scriptures in the epistles, the letters written to the churches, and I wanna begin with this one, Hebrews 6.10. says, God is not unjust. He will never, or he will not, excuse me, forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. And I just love this first phrase, God is not unjust. He will not forget. And I want to just encourage you, everything you've ever done for God, he remembers, and he will reward you for that. And if he didn't, I I believe, this is my opinion, and I believe the Bible is saying it, I think he would be unjust. It wouldn't be fair that you lay your life down, and you pick your cross up, and you follow him, and there's no reward for that. But he it's not unjust. Now, can I connect that with another scripture? This is Hebrews 11:6, and it says this, and without faith, it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. He's a rewarder of people that earnestly seek him, and if you earnestly seek him, he's going to reward you for what you do. It's just what God does. It's what he does. So I want to show you what I call the killer scripture. It's absolutely amazing. And this scripture is in 1 Corinthians. And what I love about it is I've never heard anybody use it. That Somebody that believes we all receive the same thing, they never bring this scripture up because I don't believe you can dispute this scripture, but it makes me smile every time I read it. So I want to help you smile today. 1 Corinthians 3.8 says this, The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their labor. I like that. Your effort, your works. And notice how we're not saved by works, but we're rewarded for our works. And that's my big idea right there. But let's make sure you understand what's being said here. The one who plants is someone that leads people to Christ, and the one who waters is someone who teaches them and grows them or people that help that process happen. And then later on, he goes and he opens it up to all Christians. But I just wanna look at this for a second. We'll read the verses below in a moment. God is showing us here there's rewards for labor. And he's making it really clear. And he's saying, man, it doesn't matter what you do, I reward you for your labors. And I like the way he says it, according to your own labors, I will reward you. And again, that makes me smile when I think of all the people that I know that live their life for God and serve God and pick up their cross and follow him. He'll reward them. Listen to how this goes on. Verse 13, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. That's when we stand before Jesus for judgment, not to see if we go to heaven. If you're a Christian, that's not what the judgment's about. It's to reward your works. And listen to how this breaks it down. It will be revealed with fire. That's just the judgment. And the fire will test the quality of each person's work. God's going to test the quality of our works. Now, I encourage you to read the verses in between that I skipped for time's sake. But the, 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 the quality of your work has to do with, remember what he said above. He said, some works are wood, hay, and stubble. Some are precious stones, gold, and silver. Well, precious stones, gold, and silver, those types of works, they make it through fire. Wood, hay, and stubble, they're burned up in fire, which would be judgment. So here's all that he's saying. When we stand before Jesus, he's going to judge our work, our portfolio of work on this earth. And if if you have no work for the kingdom of God, there's nothing for him to reward you with, and we'll see that in a moment. But if you did things for God, he says, I'll reward you. I also believe he'll reward us just for going to work. But he won't reward the fact that we worked our job to feed our families, he'll reward the attitude that we have because the Bible says we should work as unto the Lord. So everything we do, if we do it with the right attitude, there's rewards that we receive for those things. But anything we do for the kingdom of God, that's precious stone, gold, and silver. And he's saying to us, man, I will reward you. So listen to how this finishes out, it's pretty cool. 1 Corinthians 3, 14 and 15, and it reads like this. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burnt up, it's the wood, hay, and stubble, the builder will suffer loss. What's he suffering? Losing rewards, but yet will be saved. What does that mean? He has his whole inheritance. That's pretty cool. Even though only as one escaping through flames or through judgment... So here's what he's saying. I think it's pretty clear. God rewards us for our works. And if you just do things for God, there's going to be a reward at the end. So I got to thinking about my life, got to thinking about all of your lives, because there's a whole lesson or a whole series I should need to teach in the future on calling, our calling, the very thing that God calls us to do or created us to do on planet earth. And I got to thinking about my calling. I'm called to be a pastor, but if you're called to volunteer, it's the same thing. As, as, as long as we do what we're called to do, God rewards us for it. So I don't have special rewards. We, we all are rewarded for doing what he's called us to do. But I got to thinking about that. And I thought, my goodness, if I didn't answer my calling, I'd still go to heaven. I'd still have all, all my inheritance, which, can you all agree, that's pretty good in and of itself. But I would have lived my life without fulfilling the very reason that God created me, and I wouldn't have been rewarded for those things that I could have done with all the effort that I have. And I, I get to thinking about this. Now, some of you may be more spiritual than me, so I'm just, I, you, may, you may say, oh, that, I would never be that way. But I got to thinking about it. If I didn't believe in rewards, and it's not a works attitude. I know God loves me, whether I'd, I'd live for him or not. But if I didn't believe in rewards, I, I would have I would not have kept going pastoring a church. It's it's a lot of work, and it has a lot of ups and downs and so on and so forth. And I would have said, you know what, God? Since I get the same thing no matter what, (laughs) I'll let someone else do this, baby. And, And I'm just being honest. I don't know that I would have stayed the course, but you know what keeps me going? And, and, and I love God deeply. Some of you might say, you should just do it out of love. Well, I love him deeply, but if he's going to, if I have the same eternity no matter what, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know about you. I'm just talking about me, and I may be <laughs> earthly-minded, you know, carnal. But it's like, mm, I don't know. But to think about when I arrive in heaven and when you arrive in heaven, think about it. Think about how God is not unjust, he will not forget the work you did for him. There are some of you. I want to encourage you. I don't want you to walk out of here uh, discouraged. Um, some of you are in different phases of your life. So some of you that are mommies and you have three or four little ones, or even one, right? That's a lot of work. Um, you know, you, you have to, Sometimes you have to sit on the sidelines a little bit. You know, you can't do as much as you want. Sometimes some of you are taking care of parents, and you're just putting, you know, all your extra time into doing that. You know, God understands all that. But everything you've ever done is still there. You were rewarded for it. But sometimes, you know, you're in a different season. And and man, I don't want you to walk out of here condemned if that's the truth. But some of you, you have a calling on your life. And I want to close this service up. And I I want you to pray with me in every campus and just cry out to God. If you haven't answered the call, and you might be sitting here saying, I don't even know what it is. Well, it all starts with, I surrender, God. That's where it all starts. And I just wanna know, what, what have you created me to do? And it could be anything. It could be specific as a volunteer, or it could be just volunteer, it doesn't matter. Um, do whatever you like to do. But it's just saying, God, I wanna give you something. I wanna serve the kingdom of God. And here's how we wanna finish. God is not unjust. He's a rewarder of everything you do for him. So I want to pray, but before we do, I think we need one more celebration just to say, God, thank you that you're not unjust. Thank you that you're a rewarder. It's absolutely awesome. So, so sorry to rush you. Um, let's bow our heads, let's pray. <laughs> oh, my. Lord, I did my best, and I know there may be some listening that maybe I haven't convinced, and you know what, that's Okay. We can just all have the same attitude, Lord, I don't agree, but if I'm wrong, open up my eyes. If I'm right, show me even more clearly that I'm right. And everybody can pray for me, saying, Lord, open up Pastor Joe's heart. But I I know, Lord, the majority are convinced. You're a rewarder of those that live for you. You reward our labors. And we don't know exactly what all the rewards are. We know there's crowns and some different things, but Lord, Right now, our heads are bowed, our hearts are open. I I believe there's people here that are going to answer their calling. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's outside the church. I don't know if it's inside and helping here. But Lord, I know that that's really important to you. So our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, our hearts are open and maybe you're new, or I just want to say, God will lay it on your heart. One way or another, he'll let you know that he wants you to make a move. And that's how simple it is. So I want to encourage you to say yes, yes, God, yes. And begin that journey. And know that no matter what happens in your life, no matter what mess you go through, no matter what happens in ministry, no matter what church hurts you, or what happened here, or what happened there, no matter what, God is not unjust. He will remember your work. And while we're in an attitude of prayer, all three campuses just praying our hearts out. Maybe you walked in today and you weren't sure of your forever, your salvation. And you say, I don't even have an inheritance because I don't ever remember accepting Jesus Christ as my Savior can't work for it. You just simply have to believe. Jesus said, whoever calls on my name, I will save them. He said, if you believe that, that I'm the Savior and you accept me as your Savior, I'll save you. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here and you say, that's me, would you pray with me right now? Would you pray with me? I'm not asking you to join a church. I'm asking you, what have you done with Jesus? Can the rest of us help them pray? Just say this after me. Say, Lord God, this day I make a decision to follow Jesus. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins, that you're the savior. And this day I accept you and make a decision to follow you. Amen. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. What an exciting moment for some of you that are listening. And so in every campus, Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. But listen, listen, if you prayed that prayer, you may not have felt a thing, but all your sins have been washed away. God's given you the gift of eternal life. Heaven's your future home. You have that inheritance that will never spoil. It's there and it's awesome.